Welcome to Six's Word on the Curve, sponsored by LMT. What we're not doing is shutting down the curve. This is how we get the news. You know, this is how we get the 411, the T. And let's get it popping, everybody. Yes, yes. I love that old school video. <laughs> Shout out to everybody. I appreciate y'all joining in. Look, check it out. I'm solo dolo tonight. Uh, Sean is on a hiatus. She put in her slip to be gone tonight. You know, you still got a job to do, so you got to let your know when <laughs> you need vacation time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look, we got a bunch of stuff to discuss tonight. Let me see who all is in the building. Yes. Oh, we got Larissa on deck. Hey, Riri. Thanks for joining in. Mama Joe is on deck as well. Hey, don't forget to like and comment if you want to. And please share. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to locate us, you can always find us on Twitch. We are on YouTube. We are on TikTok, even though I'm not live going you know, doing the live on TikTok. And of course, on the trusty old, good old face to the book. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully it come on your timeline. Maybe it won't. You know how they be playing you on Facebook. It's always something. Um, We got a few things to discuss. So hopefully you got your wine and your popcorn. You ready to chill for about an hour. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of truth, a little bit of lies, but it's all factual. Y'all, let's get into it. We are talking today about Usher announcing he's going to be doing the Super Bowl. Are you guys excited? I know I'm excited. I'm excited about Usher doing the Super Bowl. Talk about it. Hmm. Now, if you don't know, he was recently uh, being interviewed and talking about this whole thing and the Kiki Palmer situation as well. And, you know, you know, they, they all bringing it all together, trying to mesh it all together. They was trying to get everything they could out of him. But he did finally announce that he's doing the Super Bowl 2023. Well, 2024, because it's in January. Right. Uh, and don't don't look to me. I'm not a football nista. I don't care who's going to the Super Bowl. I don't care nothing about the Super Bowl. I don't care nothing about the teams. All I care about is the commercials, the halftime performance, and that's it. I check in, I check out. That's just how I do. I've always been like that. I am a basketball girl at heart. I will watch basketball all the time. You know what I'm saying? 
But don't ask me to watch football. I'm not interested. I don't care. I don't even care that they got on tight uniforms and all of that, and they be running and grabbing each other. I don't care about that either, okay? Just the commercials. The commercials need to be bombed, and the dog on halftime performance need to be bombed, okay? So they did finally catch up with, with Usher and ask him about a couple of things. Let's take a listen to what he said on the breakfast club. Actually going out. To, to Vegas to see your show. Yeah, not it's together. coming in October. Not together, but we're going to see it. Not and together. we joked on air that says, if you sing to our women, we're going to grab the other hand. We all singing together. You said, you're going to say it oh. all of us. We, yeah, we all, we all oh, yeah, we come to five heartbeats, the three heartbeats. That's what we're going for. Let's go all three. One, two, three. I got nothing but love for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, Envy brings up a good point, Mr. Steal Your Girl. You're not going to be able to steal anybody's girl from the Super Bowl stage. You don't know that. Because you won't be that close to the crowd. So how do you plan to terrorize people's relationship to the Super Bowl? Usher? I think you gave me the phrase, the domestic terrorist. I think you did. Yeah. 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 So um, who coined the phrase? Oh, my God. You, you crazy, bro. Um, <laughs> oh man, it's going to be a night. Yo, by the way, my Vegas residency is specifically what it is. Mm -hmm. And my performance at the Super Bowl will specifically be what it is. But I will tell you. I miss to you, girl. You know what I'm saying? That's Trey Songs. I'm the guy who tells you, don't leave your girl Don't leave your girl around me. So you should come with me. your girl. You know what I'm saying? Not. You should be here. <laughs> there's no guilt. You don't, you, don't, you don't feel bad at all when you see, like, the Kiki Palmer situations unfold. Like, there's no guilt whatsoever. What would the guilt be that I actually had a great show? No, it's, fun. it's fun, but I'm just saying there's so much that stemmed from that once it happened with Kiki. I'm like, dang, like, do she get like a hey you good call after? Like what happens? No, I mean not, not only did we get a, a good good call, we shot a video too. And the idea was petty, to petty. actually bring good attention. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was to bring good attention to it, good intention and attention. I think that we live in a sensational time. We live very 2D. You know what I'm saying? Life is 1D, 2D, 3D. And I think we live in a 2D space. So the idea of what this is, man, was just about fun. And just enjoying, you know, that moment and not missing it. Because you got to stop. They did a whole Boondocks episode about you. Okay, don't oh, yeah, yeah, look, just so, me. Just so you know, they did it way before I was in Vegas. Just so you clear. I so know that because you, you have a reputation. You've been doing this, Usher. Stop. <laughs> it's a it's a good thing though. It's good. It's good. You don't want to keep. It keeps relationships live, you know what I'm saying? You gotta do it's your part. Thing, you know what I'm saying? Though. Do your parts, bro. And I think go ahead. That's why we grabbing your hand when you start singing. When we get out there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold your hand too. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. I now know exactly who I'm singing to. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> now they're gonna come with just them two. It's gonna be y'all three in a circle. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something, okay? I am one for it, okay? I look, let me tell you. Don't leave your girl. You know what he, he say that don't leave your girl around me to play a for real. Ask my for real. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Y'all cannot leave Usher around your girlfriend. Okay. I'm just telling you, you can't do it. So if you go into his concert or you go into his re residency in Vegas, uh, your boo better go with you too. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Your boo better be there as well. Okay. So wait a minute, you guys didn't hear all of the stuff. Uh, I see Mama Joe in here talking about where did I go? Am I still here? Y'all hear me? Hey, what's up, Renee? 
What's up? Y'all can still hear me? Did y'all get to hear the, the clips or something? Or is there something going on with the audio? Okay, you was able to hear me? Okay. Okay, cool. So let me just say this for y'all who are up here talking about my boy Usher. Okay. Usher man. Um, not being able to do he or asking. I'm not going to say not being able to. I'm going to say asking whether or not he got a catalog. He got a catalog. Okay. Usher got a catalog if you worry about this halftime performance, which you shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't be worried about Usher's halftime performance because he's going to give you a show. And and people keep forgetting that Usher, he got that whole thing. He got the whole 1807 um, album, the first album that came out, the confession album that came out. You can play all three of them and get 20 plus hits off of right there, off of those three albums alone. So People are kind of like misconstruing just because, you know, he may be of a younger statute, but he got, he's been out since he's been little. He got a whole bunch of music, you know, that you, my favorite song for Usher is You Remind Me. That's You Remind Me of the Girl That I Once Knew. See your face whenever I that's my jam. Like I love that song and the whole confessions album. We we always talk about, you know, when we were doing the verses, who, you know, who could be battling who, and everybody was always pinning Usher against Chris Brown. And Chris Brown got a catalog too, you guys. Y'all gotta stop sleeping on our age group people. Okay, they out here, they've been making music, they got hits. He's going to give you a performance. And let me also tell you guys that you cannot do a Vegas residency if you ain't got enough hits, okay? They not just having any old body come out there doing no residencies. You got to be able to have the hits in order to sustain as long as he has been doing his residency, which has been what, almost a year? He's, he will be there almost a year doing a residency. So shout out to Usher. Y'all got to stop sleeping. Okay. And stop hating because the boy got some hits. Okay. Uh, yes. Mama Joe loves some Chris Breezy is the bombing concert. Yes. Okay. Um, we need to talk about Chris Breezy. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to pivot into Chris when we get ready, get ready to talk into this uh, about Usher. But I also wanted to just show y'all, and they probably going, you know how they do me. They're going to probably do a whole situation about um, copyright strike. But just take a look at how they made the announcement for Usher doing Super Bowl. Wait. I'm at the studio, man. Guess what? You're doing a Super Bowl. Man, come play with me, man. I'm not playing, bro. Apple Music, halftime show. No, for real. Don't play like that. For real. Vegas, the city of lights. Where's that Paris? I don't know. You know I could dance. I'm happy to come with you. Are you serious? Yes, bro. I got this one move. The crowd gonna love it. How you know? Now you know this is not my <laughs> first. Like how you know? Like they have me cracking up on these. Look at this one. Hello, yo, I'm in the booth. I'm gonna call you right back. Nah, I just gotta put this one part down. I'm gonna call you back. I'm at the studio, man. Hard at work. You know, I actually like that. <laughs> But listen, I heard the news. Super Bowl, baby. Man, quit playing with me, man. I don't play. I'm a coach now. No, for real. Don't play like that. You're playing the halftime show. You deserve this. 
And let me stop y'all here. I think it's really cool that they were, you know, doing this whole thing. Hey, Joy, thanks for joining in, doll. Uh, doing this whole thing or letting you know that Usher is doing the Super Bowl. They even had the audacity to do uh, a one with Kim Kardashian calling him. I ain't showing it. Y'all know I don't care nothing about no damn KK. I don't. I don't. Them Kardashians is all over the whole entire universe. They won't be plastered over here. So, you know, we banned them a long time ago. We banned um, Kanye a long time ago, too. Like, you know, we banned Krishan and Blueface as well. Like, it's just some things you just not going to be getting no talks about over here because they, they got it on everything. You can turn on any channel. <laughs> and get it okay hey trouble t thanks for joining in you love the usher the usher yes you like the kim one i don't i don't care for kim i don't care for kim like if y'all want me to play it i got it i can play it but i don't care for kim you know it, it really has to be a curvster's unanimous vote for me to play the one with kim car trash in okay and i, I I don't even want to talk about KK, but if y'all want, if y'all give me the thumbs up in the chat, if y'all want to see it, I'll play it because it's the next one, but I'm, I'm not going to willingly uh, play it. I'm going to sip on my water right here because I give zero fucks about KK. Okay. Totally up to y'all. Okay. Uh, and if y'all decide that y'all don't want to see it, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. You heard me? Because we got some other stuff we got to talk about too. Uh, let's be clear. Okay, KK is not really the one. <laughs> She's never on the roster. Okay, and uh, by the way, just to keep y'all up abreasted on the whole thing with Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson, she was interviewed recently, and they asked her about the relationship between them two. Um, you know, following the whole so-called split that they had, and she said. I'm going to tell you like Beyonce say, stay out of my business. So she didn't want to give us no info. It ain't even worth showing a little clip because she wasn't she wasn't going to say nada, zero, zilch, okay? Not a doggone thing, not a doggone thing. So sometimes you just got to keep your, your stuff quiet, okay? Um, what I do want to get into since we were, well, since Mama Joe brought up Chris Brown, Y'all know that Chris Brown is in the news again, y'all, about this whole... Hold on, let me... Before we do it, she said, uh, don't play it. <laughs> okay, I won't... Look, you ain't got to break... Like, twist my arm about it. You ain't got to twist my arm about it. Not one iota. But um, let me just tell y'all that um, Chris Brown is in the news again, y'all. Like... And it's sad that we, you know what, to some degree, y'all, I think we're going to have to retire Chris Brown on the curb as well <laughs> because we keep getting the same type of Chris Brown stories, you know what I'm saying, which is super sad. It's super sad. But let's get into it. I'm going to play the clip and they're saying it and I'm going to say allegedly they saying it without saying it if that makes any sense okay so this this driving in a car with this chick she gives you the story about somebody creeping into her dms and let her explain how it rolled okay that's how we roll uh you know mine 
Okay, it hasn't changed. So it hasn't changed. Consistent. But I actually didn't even update you on what happened. This this certain person. Can we say his name? Not on camera. I'll say it to you. Okay. Right? Yeah. He was hitting me up sure. consistently this past month, and really? we got into it in DM because he was nasty. He was he like got really so rude nasty to me. No way. I swear to God. Like oh, two weeks ago. Hitting me up consistently again. I kind of wanted to just entertain it to see like where the conversation would go. You know, this person's messaging me for like two years now. Yeah. So I was like, okay. He's like, I'm finally in town. I go, cool, me too. He's like, what should we do? I said, I don't know. And he goes, um, why would you for say something that? Chill, because I'm just entertaining. I don't like actually care to see him, but I want to see what he's gonna say. Okay. Wait a minute. Danielle is in the building. Danielle, we just talked about Usher in the Super Bowl, and I understand that that was one of your questions when you came in the VIP. So uh, when the live is over, go back and play uh, the first part of this so you can get caught up because Usher is the shit. Okay. Period. Pool. Anyway, back to the uh, video of Chris Brown. Okay. He goes, "I'm down for something chill." Hold on. What did you expect him to say? What do you expect him to do? Take you out? Yeah. Okay, to like dinner. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, you know, he's chill, chill vibes. So come me. over. Yeah. So obviously. what is the intention there? He wants to fuck. Thank you. So of course, as a girl, I'm gonna assume that's what a guy thinks, right? Yeah. Especially with his status, you know, hitting up a random girl on Instagram, yeah. you're gonna kind of want something out of it. Okay. So he's like, I'm down for chill vibes. So I go, yeah, chill, uh, chill vibes uh, sounds good. Um, just letting you know, don't expect anything. Super simple. Giving it flat out. He's oh. already getting called out, right? Do you know what he says? What he say? He goes, the fact that you need to tell me that is a bit weird. I'm a <laughs> adult. The only thing I expect for you to act. No, he goes, I'm a <laughs> grown man. The only thing I expect is for you to act like an adult. So I said. Oh, shit. There was more? I said. There was um, more? I said, you just don't know nowadays. And then I said, but the fact that you think I, me I meant it. In a disrespectful way is unfortunate. Or the fact that you think I meant it in that way is unfortunate. Or goes, what's your favorite movie? Yeah, and then he goes, LOL, what's your favorite movie? Oh, because you clapped back. And so then I ghost, because and then he back. messaged me two days ago again, like, still down for a movie. And I was like, I'm just not answering you now because you're just disrespectful. So let's just have this conversation, okay? Because, um, you know, Chris Brown is always in the headlines about something with female, okay? All the time. Um, there are, uh, if you don't know, there have been mad conversations across the board about Chris Brown disrespecting females, um, still somewhat doing, putting the hands on the female. And this is all allegedly because nothing has came out since, you know, like concrete, he's been charged for anything since the Rihanna situation. Okay. So I'm just going to keep saying allegedly, because there are a lot of women that have been coming out telling their stories, but yet nothing has been sticking in the court of law from what I understand. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, we know that he be in certain women's uh, DMS and he seems to have a pattern with trying to, reach out to them and hook up with them in whatever kind of way, whether it is to sleep with them or to go out with them or whatever. It starts with the DM uh, being sent and it goes from there. But it people have always been seeing that he was very disrespectful in the way that he interacts with women. If he's interested in you in order to take you out, if he see you at a party or something, if you're not of a certain complexion, like there is so many different things that keeps coming along in regards to Chris about how these things 
how he interacts with women, period. What do you, what do y'all think about this whole thing about Chris Brown? Do y'all think that Chris Brown needs to be charged? Do y'all think that I think people should be leaving him alone? Like, you know, regardless to his status of being a, a celebrity superstar and all of that stuff like that, like y'all didn't got too much evidence out here um, in regards to how he rose. Why do you keep entertaining it? That's that's my whole thing. And I know besides he got money and, you know, women out here be trying to do shady stuff to stick it to him like that. But literally, you know, to some degree, women need to stop messing around with him. He is he is bad news. Now, this doesn't have anything to do about his music career for me, because I am one of the ones who do diligently can separate their personal from their business. You know, we've had this conversation about r kelly all the time and i still bump r kelly music i still think he is the king of r&b i still think that title goes to r kelly but i'm not in his personal life i don't be behind the bars with him you know uh, in his bedroom scenes and all that everything that has come out in regards to r kelly we've known it ever since day one so the same thing is starting to brew in regards to chris brown we've heard this we've seen this it's manifesting People are still out here saying the same things about Chris Brown, but yet nobody is doing anything about it in a court of law. So if this, you know, despite the DM situation, it's just tragic that his name keeps being brought up in the same type of scenario. Um, You know, it's just sad. I, I I really was, you know, still to this day, I like Chris Brown as an artist, but I just wish he would get his personal life a little bit together because if not, he's going to end up being in a real bad situation, probably worse than the whole thing with um, Rihanna because they still out here prosecuting him. You know what I'm saying? They prosecuted, they was over here dragging Sierra for doing that song with Chris Brown too, even though I love that song. That song is hot to me. Um, but yeah, you know, people ain't forgot. So hopefully, Chris Brown need to chill. Just, you know, <laughs> he need to chill for he ended up getting himself in a lot more trouble. Right, Trouble T? A lot more trouble. Uh, and uh, let's move on, you guys. I don't want to take too time on Chris Brown, but you know what I'm saying? If y'all, I, I don't know how you guys feel about the whole scenario with Chris Brown, but I just think that's super weird in regards to every time you turn around, they is bringing him up like he is always in the headlines about something jeez let's get into it so apparently you guys Nia Long has been out here still dragging uh uh Udoka I'm I look uh Doka Udoka however you say his name y'all know I, I I be making up my own name for these people because <laughs> uh but you know she been out here dragging him and apparently Snoop Dogg has decided to come out and reunite and and back her up. He he's backing her up on this. So so he offers her support to Nia Long after she directly calls out her ex fiance. Um, I may, I me, I may. However you want to say it, mistress over cheating scandal. Okay, retribution is in order, according to the Jasmine brand. Um, uh, the hip hop icon chimed in 
his vote of support after the movie star recently spoke out about her ex's infamous cheating scandal. So Nia Long has not been shy about the whole embarrassment she's undergone since her ex-fiance uh, had his affair and it was made public by his previous employer. According to her, she found out about the ordeal just like the rest of us did on social media, which gravely affected her and their shared preteen son, Kez. Uh, the movie star has criticized the organization several times for being insensitive and unprofessional in handling the situation, which ended, which ended her 11-year relationship and put her in the midst of an intense custody dispute. In a recent Instagram post, Nia uh, suggested that the NBA team sheltered. However, the former uh, coach mistress, Kate Kathleen Lynch, because she was a white woman. So they saying that they, sh they sheltered her because she was a white woman. She reposted a video explaining how white women weaponize their emotions to avoid accountability. And this is what she said. Where was the level of awareness a year ago? Ooh. After the scandal broke, Yudoka's uh, cheating partner's identity was undisclosed, was undisclosed for some time, and then reports later revealed that the woman was Kathleen Lynch. And the Mormon wife, is she is the Mormon wife of one of the organization's executives and worked under IME. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, she was in very close proximity with him. They worked together and all of that jazz. Very minimum details have since be, been released about Lynch's life. In addition, neither she nor her husband have been hounded in the media as long as, as long has amid the whole debacle, which, which is crazy. I mean, they were going after the girl, though, at one particular time, but you know, but she ended up keeping her little job or whatever that she had had for a minute and they let let dude go. OK. And consequently, uh, he's uh, prevented the actress from receiving any kind of public accountability or remorse for Lynch's actions. According to the article, they said Long appears not to be alone in her feelings about wife fragility and the lack of accountability rap star snoop dogg entered the comment section of her recent post and showed his support and said accountability to my sis and nephew retribution is in order i stands with you i got your back uh many including long thanked uh you know snoop dogg and for being unafraid to stand with the black woman on this issue. What do you guys really think about this whole thing? Like, is that, I believe, I believe that she should be having some backup in regards to this, but you know, the organization, the NBA uh, organization covers up a lot. They cover up a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. They, you know, they trying to keep their, their number one players, number one players okay they don't need all of this controversy and stuff surrounding them um and him being higher up on the chain as a coach and stuff like that it's not it's not uncommon for them to cover everything up so that they will be able to still prosperous on prosper on their end they've been doing that for umpteen hundred years they always know about these cheating uh athletes and stuff 
which I don't know if y'all heard, but a lot of the stuff, and I'm going to say allegedly like about LeBron cheating on his wife and stuff, been, been out here for years. And per, per se, I even knew somebody who was kicking it with LeBron at one particular time. So I already knew about the whole situation with LeBron. For me, that wasn't nothing new. But that's that's just stuff that's common in certain organizations that they keep everything hush hush you know what i'm saying which is why they get the rep rep you know which is why they are represented the way they are uh you know if you dating an athlete that's what you got to deal with like it's not uncommon that's that's how everybody seems to roll with that whole situation so i don't know i just feel bad for miss long because I really like her as an actor and stuff. And I think that's real messed up the way that she ended up having to find out that he was laying it low and spreading it wide. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's get into this next thing here, y'all. This whole situation with, um, with Tupac. Oh, Lord. So... Well, they finally came out and admitted that they have arrested Keefe D um, and, and, and due to this whole situation, the murder charges and stuff with uh, Tupac. See, this is what happens when you are um, out here doing interviews, okay? And let's just keep it real. You out here doing interviews on Vlad TV and stuff like that you don't think that that stuff is going to catch up with you at some point in time. Like, I just thought that was really crazy, really crazy that he didn't think that anything was going to come back on him. Um, I, I don't even know where to start with this whole thing. Everybody been following this over the past, what, it's been 27 years. Um, but let's just take a look at this clip that I did get in regards to um, them, uh, you know, announcing that um, they arrested Keefe D. Here we go. Let's see if I can find the exact spot here. Hold but, on. Uh, hold let's on. Let's go to that article right now on WFLA.com. Uh, and the name, of course, is not going to surprise many because this is the name that has been uh, tied to Tupac's death. Uh, going back many, many years, uh, a Nevada grand jury indicting Dwayne Keefe D. Davis in the killing, according to prosecutors. Uh, I'm making the announcement in court Friday. Uh, Keefe D. has been indicted. The charges uh, revealed uh, just hours after the 60-year-old man uh, was arrested, according to two law enforcement officials with firsthand knowledge of the arrest. Uh, everyone is kind of staying quiet up until the 3.30 press conference. Uh, that has been scheduled. We are going to be carrying that press conference as soon as it begins uh, here in the Stream Center. So let's go to the press. Conference. Smalls was himself fatally shot uh, just a little bit later in March of 1997. Um, the rivalry, of course, um, was really the thing in hip hop at the time in the mid 1990s. Um, oh, and the press conference feed has just come up. Let's listen in here live. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. 27 years, 27 years. For 27 years, the family of Tupac Shakur has been waiting for justice. We are here today to announce the arrest of 60-year-old 
Dwayne Keith Davis, a.k.a. Keefe D, for the murder of Tupac Shakur. Davis was arrested this morning by my LVMPD criminal apprehension team, and this investigation started on the night of September 7th, 1996. It is far from over. It has taken countless hours, really decades, of work by the men and women of our homicide section to get to where we are today. Several of those detectives that are standing here with us include Detective Cliff Mogg, the lead detective, detective on this case. He is now retired. Well, I know there's been many people who did not believe that the murder of Tupac Shakur was important to this police department. I'm here to tell you that was simply not the case. It was not the case back then, and it is not the case today. Our goal at LVMPD has always been to hold those accountable and responsible for Tupac's violent murder accountable. Just like we do for every homicide victim in our city, every single victim, every life that is lost is important and remains a priority to this police department. As we methodically built this case to move forward with an arrest, it was also important that at the same time, we're building towards a successful prosecution. We work closely with our esteemed district attorney, Steve Wolfson in his office to ensure that is going to happen. Mr. Davis's own words reinvigorated our case in 2018. I'm gonna give you some of those details and I'm gonna to introduce to you our homicide Lieutenant, Jason Johansson, and he will provide you many of the details on how we got here today. Thank you, Sheriff, and thank you everybody for being here today. My name is Jason Johansson and I'm the homicide Lieutenant with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. And my goal here today is to walk you through our investigation and what led us to the indictment of Dwayne Davis, also known as Keefe D, for the murder of Tupac Shakur. This case has been reviewed by our homicide team and homicide detectives for over two and a half decades. And ultimately, our persistence in this investigation has paid off. Let me walk you through a timeline of events uh, that as we know them right now. And y'all pay close attention to this timeline because, like I said, Keefe D, he was out here singing like a bird. You know what I'm saying? Like he always said that he was in the vehicle with the so-called person that shot Tupac, which I don't know why you would want to say that. That makes you a, an accessory to murder. But let's just take a listen to what they claim they got uh, in order to arrest him. Here we go. September 7th of 1996, as we all know, Tupac Shakur was a artist who was signed with Death Row Records. And that Death Row Records and its CEO, Marion Suge Knight, were closely affiliated with the Mob Piru criminal street gangs. And that they had an ongoing feud with the South Side Compton Crips. Dwayne Davis was the leader and shot caller of the South Side Compton Crips. And both of these gangs operated out of the Southern California area of Compton. On the night of September 7th of 1996, Tupac Shakur, along with Suge Knight, members of their entourage, which include members of Mob Piru, came to Vegas to attend the Mike Tyson fight at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Members of the Southside Compton Crips, which included Dwayne Davis, 
along with his nephew, Orlando Anderson, were also in attendance at the same event. As both were leaving the fight, members of Death Row Records spotted Orlando Anderson near an elevator bay bank inside the MGM. And at that time, they began to kick and punch him near that elevator bank. I will now show you hotel security footage, as many of you have already seen, related to this incident. And we've seen the footage, and, and this had everything to do with... Um the thing where they told Tupac that he had um that Orlando Anderson had stole one of Death Row's chains. Okay, so that's how this whole incident started. But let's continue. On this incident, you will see Tupac Shakur who's wearing a shiny satiny shirt, along with Marion Suge Knight, who's a large man in a brown suit, punching and kicking Orlando Anderson. Following this incident. You'll see hotel security intervene, and then they will leave the area of the fight. Pulled up near the passenger side of that vehicle and immediately began shooting at Mr. Knight and Mr. Shakur. And this is on the Vegas Strip. Following yeah. that shooting, the white Cadillac fled the area southbound on Koval. And as our, after our officers arrived on scene, Tupac was later transported to the University Medical Center where he's treated medically and died approximately six days later on September 13th. My homicide section handled this investigation from its onset and for a short amount of time. And within a short amount of time, what we knew was that we were working a gang investigation where our victims, our witnesses, and our suspects were all from Southern California and not local to Las Vegas. Within the first few months of the investigation, our detectives knew most of the information I just briefed you on. However, we never had the necessary evidence to bring this case forward and present it for criminal charges. As time went on, this case had been reviewed multiple times by different investigators assigned to my section but it wasn't until 2018 that this case was reinvigorated as additional information came to light related to this homicide. Specifically, Dwayne Davis's own admissions to his involvement in this homicide investigation that he provided to numerous different media outlets. In our section, we knew at this time that this was likely our last time to take a run at this case to successfully solve this case and bring forth a criminal charge. It was at that time that this case was assigned to Cliff Mogg, a detective within my homicide section. And over the last five years, this my section worked closely hand in hand with the Clark County District Attorney's Office and followed a, a systematic investigative plan over the last five years. Okay, so I'm going to stop it there because, of course, it is uh, a very long, long interview here. But basically, they gave you the timeline of how everything came to be and how they got to charge him. So basically, he was singing like a bird on Vlad TV, which is what, you know, the word on the curb is that got him into the situation. And he wasn't just on Vlad TV's platform. He was on many other platforms saying the same information that he was in the car with the person who allegedly uh, shot Tupac. So, 
we'll just have to see how this ends up getting played out. We on the curb would definitely keep everybody updated. Um, it's, you know, it's just sad that it's been taking so long for them to actually solve this, this whole murder. But, you know, we already knew per se word on the street was who, who did the actual shooting, which he is no longer alive either. So there isn't like they, like they can take him to trial or anything like that either. However, they are still trying to get any evidence per se of anybody that was affiliated with this murder. So we'll keep you updated. You guys on this whole Tupac Shakur situation. It's a, uh, it's a whole hot mess.org. Um, let's get into it, you guys. I finally was able to get the clip. If y'all don't know, uh, one of the members of 702 passed away, and I got a clip of the funeral speech that her sister did. Shout out to 702, because you know, it's just super sad. They've they've not only lost you know, their recent sister, but they lost her, like the recent sister was a twin. And so they lost the twin some years ago as well. So this is kind of hitting hard. Uh, let's take a listen to some of what uh, she said at the funeral here. This is the sister. We cried together, we argued, we fought, we loved one another, we were souls, we were inseparable, us five sisters. I know right now, Arish is happy as I'll get out. She is happy to have Irish back. And they probably up in heaven right now singing to me of laughing to me right now and people in heaven are telling them to be quiet because they're too loud. That is definitely what's happening in heaven right now. They sing it. They sing it. I'm just, uh, I'm honored to have known Irish. I'm honored to have met and graced this age with her. I'll always miss her. It'll never be the same. But me and me were, Yeah, shout out to the members of 702. Rest in peace, girl. This is super sad. You know, it seems like we keep losing a lot of our our um artists that we didn't grew up with. Um, it's just super sad. Um, let's get into this next talk, you guys. Um, I am really shocked at this one, but I'm super glad that they had this on the clip because I was cracking up laughing because Van. Lathan, y'all remember him from TMZ? Uh, you know, he has a podcast with Rachel, and they were interviewing a candidate and asking him questions about his campaign, and he would not even answer the dang on question. Like, what is going on, honey? When I tell you it was going a uh, loop de loop when they kept asking his name is Larry Elder, asking him questions about his campaign. 
Um, and he just did not want to give us the tea. Like, dude, this is your campaign. But let's take a look, honey, because they really got into it. And, and and Van cracked me up when he was like, okay, it's time to close it out. Here we go. If there's this epidemic in the Black community of fatherlessness, what have you done to combat fatherlessness in the Black community? Okay, so you're accepting that we have an issue with fatherlessness in the Black community. You're accepting that, I assume. I, I'm not. You said I, that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think so. So, so you're you're not accepting it, and you're asking me, what am I doing about something? Well, no, accept? no, you're you're my Blair, is, my, my question is clear as day. Is that do you have you not done anything to combat fatherlessness? You are you you, you just now acknowledged in your opinion that what I just now said wow. isn't even a problem. Larry, please answer. What have you done to combat fatherlessness? I'm waiting for Rachel to answer my question. Then I'll respond. I've already answered that question. So, so you want me to respond to a problem? To no, answer no, Larry, it's response. your campaign, Larry. Larry, this is your campaign. Your campaign is about fatherlessness. I'm giving you the floor to talk about how you have combat fatherlessness because you say it is such an issue in this country and you don't want to answer the question. I'm happy to answer the question, provided that you acknowledge that there is a problem. Uh, Larry, get the fuck out of here. You're talking about that there's this <laughs> epidemic in the black. <laughs> <You said. laughs> Van was like, uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, this is your campaign, bro. This is what you going around saying that you are fighting against, okay? You're fighting against fatherlessness in the in in the areas and stuff, and you can't even tell us what you're doing to help. With the father, the fatherlessness like that is crazy. Like how many times they had to go circle and circle to keep asking him the same thing. Child, I would have been through my hands up with him after the first two times I asked you and you can't give me a question. Get him off the stage. Goodbye. Peace out. Okay, get the hell on. Just it just it just kills me. Like, do you you don't even have a campaign? This just made you look real stupid, real stupid. Uh, and I hope that you guys are paying attention since we are coming up on voting time coming this November. You know what I'm saying? The election and stuff like that. Y'all start paying real close attention to these numb nuts that's out here, so-called running. Okay. Pay attention. Do your due diligence because you know we trying to prevent certain people from getting into the office and we trying to get rid of these elderly that think they supposed to be just sitting up here dying at in, in office <laughs> at a hundred years old like we we tired of this we want people to be in there who is same minded and thinking about overall issues and stuff that's that's uh going on okay let, let, keep that in mind pay attention do your research because this is crazy this is really crazy let Let's get into the next hot topic, you guys. So, uh, which one do I want to do here? Um, Y'all know that they finally came out and actually had some detailed information in regards to Michael Orhe. Um, Y'all remember him from the blind side. Well, apparently, uh, he was able to get some justice in the whole thing. Um, the judge uh, terminates Michael's um, conservatorship agreement with the Tula family. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm happy for him. I don't know if he's ever going to get any residuals from all of these years that he had on here, but let's just take a look at what the article indicated, which you guys, you can find this on um, 
on the shaderoom.com. Um, so in the article, they said that um according to Ohe, um the Tennessee couple asked him to sign an agreement when he was 18 years old. Uh, and you know, he was trying to do the football and stuff, and that he believed the agreement meant that the family was adopting him. He accused the family of tricking him into signing a conservatorship for their own financial benefits, right? That's how all of this came out to be. Um, and they denied the allegations, okay? Uh, they went back and forth for a little bit and they denied it. So recently, that's when the, you know, he filed charges against them and took them to court. And the court ruled in his favor, okay? The following, um, the filing, I should say, uh, reported notes that Michael didn't learn about the alleged trickery until February of 2023. And, you know, the, the blind side had been out for a long time, you know what I'm saying? So all this time they've been collecting proceeds and stuff like that. And he was also accusing them of giving their their actual biological son and daughter uh, had them set up to receive money as well. Okay. So finally they come to some resolve during this whole thing. I'm glad to hear about that. There's always something going on y'all. It's always something going on. Um, Let's get into this next hot topic here. Y'all know they finally came out with some information about Jackie O. They classified her death as a um, accident, y'all. Because, um, you know, she had the whole plastic surgery thing that was going on, which I just automatically assume that it was due to those complications of surgery. But in essence, they only classified it as an accident and i'm sitting up here trying to find the whole thing which i don't see it on the curve did i not put it on there interesting interesting where is it at give me a second i'm trying to see if i could pull it up right quick um while i'm looking for that i got some tea about um about uh one of the bone thug and harmony members i know that they were on tour too you guys um but it don't look like this tour is going down it looks like they're going to be canceling that whole situation coming up soon uh we got that to discuss and we got uh that tasha k joe buttons stuff and let's not forget the milli vanilli i'm really just flabbergasted i thought i had this on the page for the jackie o thing here it is okay perfect I didn't see it. Hey, Lynette, thank you for joining in. Good evening. Good evening. Um, so um, they finally came out with the whole verdict um, from the autopsy report. Uh, according to Hollywood Unlock, they said that um, Jackie O had zero complications during surgery and was prescribed medicine for post-surgery and began to feel ill. And by the time the emergency services arrived, she was unconscious. Uh, and so they ruled this whole situation as an accident. It didn't have anything to do with the surgery itself, which I was so shocked because you know, that's what the word on the card was. That's what we were, that's what we were doing. We thought it had something to do with her plastic surgery. 
so hopefully this will give some closure to everything it's still super sad like people are dying on the table but we you know we are such in the world where everybody is doing plastic surgery it's like second nature you know if you really want to know the truth it's like you know what i'm saying it's, it's, it's starting to be more common than not common it's like brushing your teeth you know what i'm saying like people are going and having surgeries all the time but keep in mind that those surgeries can can lead to death you know what i'm saying when even in normal typical types of surgeries like a wisdom tooth removal like you you can still have issues with that and pass away from that as well so you know shout out to the family you know i know it's hard to have to keep bringing something up like this but um they ruled it as an accident y'all it's an accident let's get into this whole um situation with nick cannon nick cannon is in the, in the headlines again too I, which i don't know why i mean he just i know we know you miss mariah okay we know that you miss mariah we know you want to be back with miss mariah but i'm gonna have to ask you to keep her name out your mouth nick okay it ain't nothing you could do but it, apparently he was being interviewed recently according to the shade room he decided to talk how if it wasn't for mariah he probably wouldn't be allowed to today. Let's take a listen and hear what he says. Prior at that time, and I'm dealing with a Nick that's contending with this new diagnosis and an uncertain future. Yeah, she was my rock, man. She was um, in my rock. She went hard. Rock, rock, you know, rock, 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 probably, rock. probably wouldn't even be honest. Probably wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for how hard she went. You know, with. The doctors with me, my stubbornness, you know, um, she was the the perfect helpmate, the perfect matriarch, the perfect mom, the perfect wife in those scenarios. Because granted, she's who she is and dealing with all the pressures of being Mariah Carey, but then uh, being loving enough to take on all of my stuff. Uh, and, you know, we it, it probably took a toll on us just because of the person I was in my head and the struggles that I was dealing with. Uh, so it probably took a toll on our relationship, but it, it definitely brought us closer together. The struggles you were dealing with? Man, just like, was I gonna live? Uh, what was life all about? Had I wasted my time up until this point? And if I get another shot, what am I gonna do? Shout out to Nick, you know. You had a good one on your side. I, you know, the word on the curb is that they didn't have anything that was really bad that brought their marriage to an end. It was just that they were always constantly busy, maybe not spending enough time with each other. And from what he's saying on his end, that the whole finding out that he had lupus and stuff like that probably took a toll on the relationship as well. Um, we haven't heard any bad things in regards to their relationship. So um, it's just sad. You know what I'm saying? You you let a good one get away, that you know, per se. Or maybe they just couldn't work work it out to get everything back on track, which is just sad, you know. Especially since, you know, he got uh, other baby mamas and other children now involved in the whole thing. Just sad. But, Nick, please stop talking about Mariah. <laughs> I'm I'm at my wits ends with it. Okay. All right. Let's get into this Joe Buttons Tasha K situation, you guys, because y'all know that um Joe Button interviewed Tasha K. And 
I guess to some degree, Joe was saying that he had to do some like more editing. It wasn't going to come out at the time when they had planned for it to come out and all of that. And Tasha K went on this rampage where she was sticking it to him. Okay. Of course, we got the clip. And then I got the clip of what, um, honey, of what some of the, the Joe podcasters were saying too. Let's take a look at that. Just crazy. Come on, Tasha, get it together. Clip this. Yes, angry, black, bald head. That's what I want you to clip. And I honestly regret giving him the interview that I should have gave that cracker, Adam 22, when he had the intelligence to read. To read my case. Instead of me sitting down with a black man that is that is supposed to have my back when i'm supposed to have his back when latino women are out here saying that he's breaking ribs and, and kicking back he's out of court and pick it for your bitch ass don't play with me your hoop aaron the other one fell out fell out i don't know can we tell her that what happens, man? But you can tie the two together if you're her. Mm -hmm. If you're her, Maybe. listen. I, yeah, yeah. Ice, Ice has a point. When you when you are not communicating with people, and Cardi and I don't communicate, there's plenty of room for gray area, right? Mm -hmm. So when I when I look when I look to me when I look inward, I can see how she would feel that way, right? Like I went to Summer Jam. I came in here. I talked about going to Summer Jam, and I said I left right before Cardi came on. Right, that's one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you get the bongos. Then you're looking at somebody that you know, like uh, this is funny too. Mm -hmm. And then you see the Tasha K. You don't even see the interview because it's not out, but you see that. Oh, and you had her. Oh, it's yeah. something now. And it's you something. Could, and it's something. But I think that when when if you look at it from yo, this particular person was trying to destroy my image, my reputation, my every my brand mm -hmm. how i feed my kids and then you supposed to be my homeboy and you came and had them sit on your couch with the size of your without, platform without a conversation mm -hmm. sit on your couch with without, the size of your without, platform without a conversation mm -hmm. then it could open up the door for some but he was this person still tried to end me no matter what i see what you okay oh. you know like, like like that happened she's so you guys all party apology and i shouldn't release the interview Wow. Thank you. Um, just to clear for the community, some people were kind of, you know, just worried about why you chose her in general. Can you just explain why might you had respected her work um, at one time? Are oh, you talking about Shorty Duop? Yes, indeedy. And keep in mind that we said at one time that does this this statement that he says has no reflection on how he may feel now. No, listen, and the, girl, the girl's work ethic is her work ethic. Like, and she has it. Like, can't nobody take that away from her. I wanted to learn more about her. Uh, clearly negligence on on my part with that old her party. They, they both seem to be entirely too passionate about whatever occurred for even a regular interview to go down. But that interview wasn't coming out now because of Cardi, like already so hard. That, that interview was a problem. Uh... So apparently the interview 
was the issue. And she didn't appreciate that he wasn't going to release this interview. And then on the other hand, Cardi B felt some kind of way of him even giving her a platform to come and speak. So he was catching it from both sides. My thing is, I don't know uh, about y'all, you know, yeah, she was going in then, yeah. Uh, Joy said Cardi was just, uh, just want the shaman. Yeah, she just, she wanted the payback, you know what I'm saying, for the whole thing because she asked her numerous times to take that video down. But you know, let me tell y'all something, you know, everybody don't be happy when, when journalists or true journalists, which I do consider Joe to, to have some kind of true journalism because he talks about those hard topics and he's been expanding his podcast. He has done interviews. He's interviewed Nikki. He's interviewed a bunch of stars on his platforms. They come by. He asks the difficult questions. Like he is, he, to me, he is what a journalist should be. You're going to get it where people are not going to be happy with you interviewing their rivals. I get that. And, but you should you should take it to heart to whether or not you agree with him or not for having her on his platform. He's going to give his audience what they want. If we want the tea, Joe is going to do his due diligence to provide it. He's going to ask those questions whether, you know, they want to answer it or not. He's going to get the people up there that is involved with it if they agree to do it. Um, and from what he was saying, which I know that the video cut it off, he basically was saying that it was just some editing stuff that they need to edit it more before they put it out. So they weren't going to put it out at the time that they had agreed to. And Queen Flips, he goes into that information, which I got the clip of him um, saying, you know, hey, you were up here, we were kicking it up, da 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 da. And Joe mentioned to you that they, you know, they had some more editing to do. So let's take a listen to what, now this is six minutes long. I'm not going to play the full six minutes, y'all. But just take a listen to some of the things he was saying because they give us some behind the scenes of what was going on when she came on Joe Button's network. Here we go. The, why are you excited? The docket too. Hey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Clear out. Uh -oh. We we, right, we so. you know well, we play out. Let me run to the baseline. No 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 no. I gotta run to the baseline with my hands up for the three. Fuck out of here. No, I'm I'm throwing it to you. No, wait, huh? That yeah. is not how dockets work. Listen, we heard what you niggas saying out there, man. Um, I just want to say this. I feel like it's it's extremely disrespectful how Joe Button and the Joe Button podcast was being disrespected out there when we were extremely respectful up here to the guest. Um, we had fun, we laughed, we joked. I think it's tasteless, classless. And I think that all it does is, all it does is say what the people are saying about these individuals is true. Um, a phone call sometimes, a phone call most of the times could mend all this out, but everybody chooses to go to the internet and why? Why do that? Um, Tasha K, you talk about the white man, right? You went to the white man and stuff like that. But when you were up here, Joe showed you love. We all showed you love. While you were saying a lot of funny stuff up here, we gave you the grace and allowed you to speak your piece. All Joe said to me and to us is that I think we have to edit it a little more. Um, and you went out there and, and went loose. 
and salute. But you can't talk about this black power shit if you just run to the black to the white man, quote unquote, allegedly, if you run to the white man and use him as a tool to insult black people. It's nasty. It's disgusting. You mentioned it, Melissa Ford. Melissa Ford Harley said two or three words to you as she was extremely respectful. That's nasty. You said that you said I was a bitch. You did say that up here, which was cool, but I don't take it serious because it's content. Um, shout out to you and the young lady that was up here representing. And I still like you and I think that you're a, a unique person. I just think the way you went about it, you're better than that. We sat here, you, you know, you were motivating me when you was talking about the black man and knowing how to move and stuff like that. And the first chance you got is that you went to a white man and allowed him to join you into bashing your fellow black brother over an interview. And you should have just asked him or took your time because from to my knowledge, all Joe said was we have to edit it a little more and then we're going to put it out. And then you jumped out the window. You just shot yourself in the foot. So I do wish the best for you. I think you're dope. I, I, I listened to this. I followed you and stuff like that. But I just think that you didn't have to go that route, sis. You better than that. Keep Shout out to the Queen Flips. I think he said that very nicely and pre pretty much gave her you know, her kudos instead of just bashing her. You was wrong for just jumping the gun when all they were talking about was re-editing some more of the parts to it before they put it out. Like, you all don't know that behind the scenes when when you when you have people that doing podcasts and stuff like that, it goes a lot of editing. I don't edit no more like I used to. Like in the beginning, I was spending three or four hours editing the videos and putting this part in here and making sure we talk about anything. And then I just got to the point where it just takes up too much time when I could just give y'all the full video of whatever we talking about and how we talking about it. It is what it is. So now I just post the content directly from the live on all social media platforms. I don't do any editing except for TikTok because we have limited amount of um, time to be able to give y'all certain clips and stuff like that. People who have true podcasts and stuff, they do a lot of editing. He has a professional team that does editing and breaks stuff down and gives him the, the end results and he reviews it to see, oh, is this good enough? Do we need more editing? Take it back, let's do this, whatever. So, you know, for her to jump the gun, like sometimes I feel like Tasha K puts her own foot in her mouth sometimes because she be so eager to just get the content out the way that it is uh, that she doesn't really take the time to just fall back. I agree with Queen Queen's Flip. Like you should have just, if you had a problem with it or wanted to know why it wasn't going to be put out when y'all discussed the time frame, why y'all didn't call him up? Why you go on social media like this? This people today always go to social media to start clowning on folks. I think we had this conversation about Reginae when she was dating homeboy. Like, why are you always just going to, to social media to out your, your person, your significant other or whatever? Y'all should do that stuff and call them up. Call them up on the phone. I'm from the old school. I'm going to call you. Uh, is it going in and out for anyone else? Is it going in and out, y'all? Is everybody able to hear okay? Because I'm not getting like any notifications or anything that um that I'm having sound issues. So hopefully you guys are getting it. I'm I'm sorry. No, not for you, Danielle. You can hear good. Okay. Anybody else? 
Okay. Um, let me know because I'm not getting any um, notifications that the sound is uh, being wackety whack. Oh, you in your car. Okay, you in your car. Okay, Mama Joe, not for you. Okay, Joy. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So, you know, I really think that whole situation could have been handled on Tasha K's end a little bit differently. Shout out to Joe and them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and he still might put it out. He still might put it out. We still might get it. Let's get into it. So, you know, we talked on the live last time, this whole thing about Britney Spears and her acting crazy, crazy, okay, crazy, <laughs> not crazy, crazy, okay, because she been out here doing some real off the wall type of things. I don't know what the hell is going on with her, okay, and a lot of people um, is basically um, questioning whether or not she needs her conservator back <laughs> because there's some weird stuff going on with her. I'm just going to keep it real. Um, Y'all need to check on Britt. Yeah, this whole situation and divorce and stuff she's going through, she may not seem uh like she's in her right mind. But last time we was live, we was telling y'all she was out here going live, swinging knives around, okay? On the live, you know, she always go live and she be dancing and doing her thing, you know what I'm saying? And plies be all in with Britney Spears, you know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know what. The wives with knives is out about, honey. And so the next time she went live, she was bandaged up, y'all. Stuff ain't right with her. And, of course, TMZ got the clip of her being bandaged up. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all need to check on Britney, okay? And, and I, I don't know what's going on, but I know she does not have the family backing anymore, okay? You know, she... she filed that lawsuit against her father she claimed he was stealing money um and then her mom was dismissed as well now her mom is working at a regular schmegler job and stuff like that trying to make ends meet so she don't have a good village anymore okay she doesn't have a good village and yeah they did do a wellness check exactly you said periodically i go in and out i'm so sorry about that um lynette Hopefully, and we're at the end of everything anyway. We got one more thing to talk about, and then it'll be over. But I don't know why I'm having such connection issues. Yeah, they did a wellness check. But let's go ahead. Let's check and listen to what they said. Here we go. A true desperate situation. Britney Spears, we showed you yesterday that she was at her home playing with knives, knives which fascinate her um, and have fascinated her for years. Um, and she's playing with them around her dogs, and a short time later, she posts another video. She looks fine there. Right. Now look at this other video. Notice no knives this time, but there's looks like a bandage on her wrist, and, and there's another shot, if you can see, there's a, a cut on her leg, um, on her thigh. Now, I'm not sure, yeah, it's just it's, odd it's, timing. It's, see it on her right thigh, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah, it could be from cooking, I suppose, but it comes on the heels. Well, that, no, I, I don't think the one on the leg of looks course. like a cut. It's from the knife. We don't knife. know what's underneath the bandage. It is from the knife. But Come on. I mean, connect the dots here. I mean, there's a she's playing with knives, and all of a sudden she's got a bandage and she's got a cut in her leg. Yeah. This is, look, we're going to just, let's just be real for a second. Britney Spears, 
has a mental illness, which is well documented by two dozen doctors. She has had issues with substance abuse in the past, and she is playing with knives. That is a really bad combination. And there is nobody in her life at that house who is there to help her. Right. Well, and there's, there's nobody, there are a very small number of people who could even do something about it. But like you said, they're not in the house. Um, and that's a huge concern. Um, it's a huge concern. Somebody, I mean, the police did go out there and do a wellness check, y'all. Okay, keep in mind the whole interview, uh, the whole um, screening thing here with Harvey is like six minutes and stuff. So just to give y'all the gist of it, they did call, the police was called to do a wellness check and everything like that. But I really do believe, like, she does need some conservatorship. She really does. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know that she has mental illness issues. And now that her uh, husband, her and her husband is going through a divorce and stuff like that, she don't have nobody in the house with her no more. And I already told you the the parents is out as well. So I don't know what's going to end up happening. Uh, I don't know if they're, who's going to start the process of possibly getting another conservator on deck or something like that or is that something that a judge would have to you know catch wind to or to, or, or and, and decide or whatever since she's already been in court for this whole scenario but this is not a good look for Brittany um and as somebody who was you know rooting for her and you know doing her best and stuff like that even when they was doing the picketing and trying to get her off of this conservatorship to some degree she still needs somebody looking over her and her money or uh, she going to end up killing herself or something. And I hope nothing like that happens. Okay. But you playing with knives and all of this stuff and you in the home, like what if she would have slipped and fell or something while she was over there doing them, them knife hand gestures. I'm just saying, Britt, you got to get it together, get it together. And she need to stay off the internet. Okay. Stay off the internet. Most people use social media platforms as a form of attention, whether it's positive or negative. Absolutely. And you know, for so many years, she was not allowed to have her social media pages. That was up under her conservatorship. So when the conservatorship ended, Brittany came back to social media. This is, this is the type of crazy stuff we've been getting since she's been off of the conservatorship. She has been out here wilding. Okay. Like she always giving us these dance moves and stuff like that. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? But now that you bringing knives and st stuff into the whole screen, like what else are you going to be doing next? Like, yeah, she cut herself. We saw she had a multiple cuts on her. Yeah. Super sad. I wish the best for Brittany. I really do. But somebody going to have to intervene. Somebody is going to have to intervene, unfortunately, because now I'm starting to get a little bit weird. You know, starting to get a little bit weird. All right, you guys. Uh, lastly, let's get into this whole thing. Because as I've been telling y'all and I've been waiting for it, I have been waiting for this. Okay. And, and I need to, let, let, let me give a round of applause, honey, because once it comes out, once it comes out, And we get the details.
super happy that they finally have gave us the the trailer, okay, to the Millie Vanilli documentary. Okay, that's coming out in October. And let me tell y'all, as somebody who loved, loved all of Millie Vanilli's songs, whether they sung it or not, whether they sung it or not, okay, I was here for this documentary. Like, let me tell you right now, the information on where it, you can find it Cause it's gonna tell you on the thing. It's gonna be on Paramount Plus, okay? Now I got rid of a lot of my um stuff prior to. What did you say? You said Peter uh going to get her about the dogs in the background. They look frightened. Yeah, <laughs> poor Brittany. Um, let me tell y'all, it is going to be on Paramount Plus. So get your subscriptions ready. Do the wait until you get to the day of and do the week free if you have to because that's what i plan on doing because i don't i don't don't nothing else intrigue me on paramount plus i'm gonna do that week free so i can see millie vanilli and then i'm gonna shut it down before i get charged okay but they are still on the lower end okay of the spectrum so if you don't want the show time then you can pay $5.99 if you want the um, Paramount Plus Plus Showtime. It's $11.99. So they still got reasonable prices, unlike some out here. Let's not let's not go into it because you know I'll be over here ripping every dog on uh, app to shred that be charging an arm and a leg. You might as well get cable back if you didn't stop buying or purchasing cable. But Millie Vanilli, the official trailer, I got it. Let's take a look at it and be ready. Here we go. Millie Vanilli has made it big in America. Great music, it rises. Their visuals were on point. They had it all. Girl, you know it's true. One minute Millie Vanilli with that. Millie Vanilli, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> the next minute they weren't. We thought, okay, it's one song. You do that and you're out. We'll not say no to this powerful producer. Money, money, money makes the world go wrong. This is run like a tight military operation. It's on a need-to-know basis. I ain't keeping my mouth shut. Nobody. They don't want us to sing. What? This is weird. We don't want to lip sync. Someone had to have known this was going on. We were seduced. We were abused. And been happy that it's over. There's no real crime here, but it costs a life. You get something, but you make a pact with the devil. There is not another story like this in music history. There you go. Mark your calendars. Millie Vanilli new documentary is streaming on Paramount Plus October 24th. Be there or be where okay you girl you know it's true yes that's the jam Ooh, 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 i love you and keep in mind that they could sing but they couldn't sing if that makes sense okay I, I, hopefully they'll give us some of the clips of them trying to sing the song at one point in time uh yeah no mm -mm. okay you doing the one with the showtime okay do the one with the showtime but y'all definitely got to check out Millie Vanilli streaming their documentary on Paramount Plus 
October 24th. Be there or be square, okay? Be there or be square. Oh, I can't wait. I'm super excited. Super excited, y'all. I've been waiting on this documentary. I think I told you about it some months ago. We had a conversation and I was telling y'all it was in the works. And I was so anxious to get this doggone documentary. I was like, shoot, it looked like it was trying to say it was out September 13th. I said, I know I didn't see nothing. But luckily, it has not come out yet. And I'm going to be there. And we're going to talk about it, too, here on the card once it come out. I want to know you what y'all thought about the whole thing. So y'all get ready and be prepared, y'all. Okay? Shout out to y'all for coming through. I greatly appreciate it. We went a little bit long today, but that's all right. Uh, and y'all will see us next Saturday, same time, same place. And um, I want to thank y'all for joining. Make sure y'all like and share the live and follow us on all the platforms. And I will see y'all in the chat per usual. Peace out.